Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. In studio right now with us, Jim Brewer, one of my favorite guys. And he's got a residency out by me in Huntington. So if you are around the Long Island, New York area, starting at the Paramount Theater, and you got the dates on the 17th of February, March 3rd, April, he's going to be there for once a month at least for a while so you could check that out it's a lot of information we'll get to go to the paramount in huntington check out the website and jim's social media all that good stuff what's happening jim how are you man i'm excited about this i get to to sit in traffic on the lie (laughs) leaving saturday shows i can leave my jersey home at 5 a.m so i can make my (laughs) eight o'clock show so you live in jersey listen listen to miserable long islanders You're right. They are miserable. You're one of them. You're one of them, though. I am. Why are you so miserable? I left. I don't know how I got out. And this is what's amazing about Long Islanders. If you move, if you move to Jersey, it's like moving to Pakistan. You move to Jersey? (laughs) It's so true. I mean, you dog Jersey all the time. I do. I mean, because I never, I can't get there. I don't want to go there. It's impossible. It's because you guys just, you don't leave. You don't leave. No, I want no part of it. I want to stay. They don't go anywhere. I know. It's true. They they sit on their lawn and they look at the guy (laughs) parking in the front. (laughs) They get out of the chair and they just stare at the guy. Look at this. Do it. (laughs) What is it? (laughs) It is true. Parallel parking watching is definitely a pastime for. For all of us. So, so was was that the catalyst for your your escape? You saw all these folks that never left. They were miserable. He's like, I got to get out of here. I got to entertain the troops. That's who it is. No, I I once I started going into entertainment, and then my parents had a bomb. Sh- I grew up on the same street my whole life, so we neighborhood. We all knew each other growing up, and then they went to Florida. So we're just gonna go look at places in Florida, and they came back. So we bought a home. Went, what? <laughs> And I went from Long Island, we're saying sick mint, dude. That's mint. <laughs> you got new? You see my new shoes? They're mint. <laughs> and I went down there, and there were cowboy boots and Bo Cephas. What oh, part so of Florida? Uh, I was near Clearwater, Palm Harbor. Oh, okay, but yeah. I never heard a country. You know, so what? You ain't listening to Bo Cephas. <laughs> <laughs> he don't listen to no Bo Cephas. <laughs> Hank Williams Jr., folks. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Why you got a dangling cross earring in your what? <laughs> Look, so he got a, he got so a chain on his wallet. Look, come here, Stanley. Look at this. What, what's wrong with you? So, you, did you, so you're telling me you had trouble fitting in? At first, yeah. Yeah. And then on, and that's the, that's the first time, too, where I realized there really is a, a little bit of a north-south thing. Like oh. I would, I would go places and they're like, "Where are you from, man? Where you get that accent from?" <laughs> yeah, New York. Oh, phew. Yankee, huh? Like, what? Yankee. What <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Met fan. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you don't understand. <laughs> you don't understand. <laughs> you make 
me miss home, man. Yeah. I'm from Texas. Yeah, you don't. Li- you don't. You all this prejudice is really <laughs> making me nostalgic. <laughs> Jeez. No, say that. No, don't say that. <laughs> but yeah, it was. Uh, and then I came back up here. Got. You know, SNL and whatever, and then uh, I wanted to live in Long Island. My wife wouldn't have anything to do with it. Really? Well, where's yeah, she from? Like, I can't. Jersey. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She won that so, battle, right? Yeah, but now I won the battle of doing shows at the Paramount. <laughs> you got to get a helicopter. It's <laughs> yeah. the only way to do it. That's uh, all right. I go early. I'll go early. Like I said, I'll leave at 5 a.m. I should be there by <laughs> showtime. Right, exactly. Maybe. <laughs> uh, Gio and Jones or Jim Brewer in studio. I, you're seemingly always on. Now, I'm not around you in your personal life, right? But uh, listening to you and interviews that you do, your shows, it's always high energy. It's always on. Is there a balance for you where you're, like, relaxed and not doing anything? Or is your brain always in this, like, high-gear craziness? Well, I, it depends my environment. I'm yeah. a chameleon. If right. I got to go high energy, I'll go. If I got to... Bob and weave with the comedy and events, and we'll go there. Sometimes I go like, today we're going to be speaking about the tragedies. And like, okay, here we go. Let's go here. <laughs> yeah. So no, it depends. But yeah, a lot of times I'm on. Right. Life's too short, so I'm always looking for the funny to get out or to cheer the room up. Right. My attitude is, we're all here on borrowed time, mm-hmm. and. My, no matter where I worked, whatever I went, we're all we're all stuck here, you know. Until you're a gazillionaire, and even then, you're still playing to somebody. Someone's always coming after you. Yep. So we're all stuck in whatever we're stuck in. So let's have fun while we're here. <laughs> it's a I know great I like your style. <laughs> now, when did this entertainment bug hit you? Is there a moment where you can point? Yes, to was like there was a couple. There was, um, when I was, I think, sixth grade, my brother-in-law asked my parents, do you mind if I play this record for, for little Jimbo? There's only like two curses. And it was a picture of a guy with, a, with the fake nose and glasses and an arrow through his head. And I immediately, I'm sixth grade, go, ah, it looks funny. It was Steve Martin, mm-hmm. Let's Get Small. And he played a record, yeah. and I didn't know you can, there was a record where it was comedy and I just couldn't, I couldn't wrap my head around, this wasn't a band. He was, it was a record, but it was a comedy. So that was the first bug. And then I saw Richard, Pry- you know, I waited till my parents went to bed. Mm-hmm. And they're like, on HBO tonight, don't miss Richard Pryor live. And he came out, and I still have that thing memorized from beginning to end. That, that guy that guy really started it for me, and then I went to George Carlin, and I was just, oh. and then Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy was close to my age, so that was that was like my real big hero. I wanted to be the white Eddie Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> Mission accomplished. Yeah, yeah. You, that's what I wanted to do. You mentioned George Carlin. I don't think there's been anybody who's come close to filling that void since he's passed away. No, no, and there never will be. Yeah, and then it won't be. And I realized that just recently. I said, I stop looking for that because it's not going to happen. Because he was like my guru. I mean, he, you know, some people have like Deepak Chopra. Like I had George Carlin. <laughs> I mean, this guy was. He set the path for me on how I was supposed to think on certain things. I mean, even I and mean, I wasn't around in the '70s and his rise, but you know the the books that he would write. I, I made I went to one of his HBO specials, and me too. He, he made things feel right to me. Even and I said, oh, you know, I'm angry about things. You know, I'm cynical about things. And then he would put it in such a way, be like, it's okay to feel that way. Yes. And I God, I miss that guy. Desperately. No, he he was brilliant and probably the greatest comedy writer in history. Yeah. 
where Richard was just natural. He would take every part of life and make it a character. I came out and and the vodka said, go ahead, Richard. <laughs> and the tire said, oh! Right. Then and the police show and, then they, and they don't shoot cars. <laughs> yeah. They got magnums too. They got guns too. And I went back in my house. <laughs> Something about the woods. Yeah. What a great unbelievable. I got this monkey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, What's Hold it. <laughs> my monkey but, died. But <laughs> Now, don't forget, I'm be chasing you as a mugger. See, now, great, to me, still one of the greatest specials of all time. But what I learned about George, he probably has the best of every single bit you can. If you want to go toe-toe with a smart bit, he'll, he'll, he'll knock you out the smart bit. If you want to go observable, he'll knock you out there. If you want to, George was the best writer in history. In history and philosophy, yeah, he had he had yeah. a heavy still philosophy. Still holds up, yeah. Which is oh, hands down. And he's been up. dead for almost ten years now. It still holds up. It's yes, amazing. he could see things happening. It's yes. just fascinating. Yeah, 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 I miss him. So, how did you hone your craft? How did you get to the nitty gritty and, and say, okay, this is going to be my style? Did you take a little bit from Richard, yes. a little bit from George, and then mash that up and say, okay, this is me? Yeah, and then the other big influence was Kinnison. Mm, yeah. Sam Kinison was the mm-hmm. first. I, mm-hmm. I'm going to say he revolutionized mm-hmm. loud, yeah. and he brought the rock star. <laughs> yeah, he he was the first guy to ever bring a rock star. We just ah, oh, you married, you married, you married. Remember this face? Oh, ah! <laughs> <laughs> and I, I've never seen a crowd react like that. So it was um, a little bit of all of them. A little bit of all of them, and I would go to open mic nights, and you're trying to find who you are. Well, that's and, the toughest thing, right? Yeah. And then eventually, even though you're influenced by all these people, you have to find you. Because you have to if, find you. If you're never you, then you're never going to be any good. And that's so, you think you know what you are until you get it. And I really, at the end of the day, I'm a blue-collar Street corner in the garage hangout guy. And the guy, people are like, dude, good brew is a pisser. <laughs> the pisser. He's a pisser. <laughs> and I want you, because I vent about my family and I yeah. vent about the neighbors and I vent about everything and I act everyone out. And so it's, I'm a family guy, deep moral, uh, blue collar, family, faith, try to do the right thing guy at the end of the day. And I, Throw that whole mix on stage. Yeah, Try I was going to ask you, you incorporate your daily life, the Absolutely. family life, all that. Into That's all I got. Stuff. I don't yeah. do politics. I don't do any of that stuff. Mm. I don't do any of that. It's just, even then, I don't. I mean, Jim Brewer in studio with us. I'm gonna. I love listening to you when you're on with Stern, and I think that you know, he's right now the best interviewer there is. Oh my god! But gosh, he yeah. he asked you a question once that I thought was insulting, and then huh. I, I thought about it a little bit more, and I was like, man, I don't know how I would react if he said that to me, especially the respect I've got. For him, he said, you know, I always thought you'd be more Bigger. famous than you are. Right? I hear that all the time. But, like, I don't, and I'm not just saying this because you're here, but I, when I think about you, I don't think about missed opportunities or should be more famous. Like, I, when I think Jim Brewer, I think of a guy who's highly successful. Every time you're on, I want to listen to what you have to say. Sure. You were there on SNL with a successful run for a long time. I mean, you're going to sell out all these shows. 
I mean, which are you glass half full, glass half empty when it comes to that question? Um, there was a time. Now, I had I had a defining moment, which I'm really enjoying all my decisions uh, of late. <laughs> I'm really enjoying my decisions of late. I like going to bed going, yeah, no, I'm going to wake up in the morning feeling real good. Yeah. <laughs> I got nothing to worry about. Yeah, right, right, right. You know, so what I mean by that is um, when I was on SNL, I'm not going to lie to you, I was really taken back. Uh, when you see the other side of the curtain, not the cast members and all that, but other Hollywood coming in, you're like, how does the public have zero clue that this exists? Mm -hmm. How does this person get away with that? And how does this one get away with that? And... um. And the cutthroat and the mean, and you'll do anything to get to the top. It was, um, it was, tra I'll use the word traumatizing. It was mm. very traumatizing. And my wife was very, uh, she didn't care about celebrity or anything like that. And it drove me nuts. It was my third year, and she's like, you know, and I just started smoking pot. She's like, you smoking pot? You come home and you complain and you're you're getting mean. <laughs> you said when a job made you this way, you'd quit. I'm like you don't quit, Sadie. Is that something? I'm the goat. <laughs> They're making a doll after me. <laughs> There's four dolls. I'm one of them. <laughs> Joe Pesci called me to do a sketch with De Niro. Do you know? <laughs> Amazing. So, so how did you find that, that Xanadu, that place of contentment? I had a hard time. We started, uh, it ended. The SNL ended, mm -hmm. and we found, I said, let's start a family. And that was, um, you know, my agents at the time, like, you gotta, you gotta come to L.A. if you really want to make it. <laughs> <laughs> and exact words were like, I mean, if you're really content with your little family life, that's <laughs> making the money you do, I mean, it's good, but if you want the real thing, you come out here, ha, 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 ha. We'll make you shine. We'll give you all you ever wanted in life. You know you're better than this guy and that guy. Don't it make you sick and starring? And your name ain't up there. Come out to L.A. Come out to L.A. <laughs> and you somehow were able to resist that. I resisted. And even then... Uh, you know, I haven't talked about this, but I truly feel a lot was clipped from me as time went on. Um, In what way? I'll give you a... It's so far gone. Certain style of what I had, okay. certain... Um, I remember people coming up like, hey, man, have you seen uh, what's going on over there? Like, no, no, no. What's going on? I just saw they're totally doing what you do, but they change it. And there was there was a guy I worked with, right, a manager, and I told him an idea. I said, well, I want to be the – I, I, I don't want to go here. 
<laughs> it was I want I'll say I want to do this and that. Let's right. get a tour bus. Right. Let's be the next rock thing. This has never I had a band, we were going out, we booked a bunch of shows, let's bring a crew, and this will be you know, this has no one's ever seen this. And I end up he he did some things. And I found out, and you let him go, and you're like, dude, I can't have dark. I can't have, hey, listen, I've been working on some things. Like, dude, I, I yeah. see the other side of you now. I see, right. the, I see the Sith. Mm-hmm. I want to, I can't have Siths around me. I have a child on the way. I need good life people. Yeah. And um, it was, we were right in the middle of the tour, and I found out this is pretty much the, he sold an idea that uh, went, became very successful. Wow. Very successful. Made multi millions of dollars and it was very publicized and and that i had a i was bad i'm like we're getting guns we're getting find me tapes i need my basement going i'm getting the tapes of exactly what i told him oh my and God. my wife she's like you don't want to be where they're at in life we have a child Watch what happens to these people in the years. And I tell you, I'm telling you, if I didn't have that, right, she, talked me off, end, yeah. she talked me off the ledge a lot. Yeah. Wow. And as time moves on now, and, and when you deal with things like mortality or someone gets sick in the family and, and you, you, you get that earthquake in life and you realize, you know what? I started, my wife and I started living in the attic of someone's house in in Franklin Square hmm. for six hundred bucks a month, you know, and Eric, it's ninety degrees in the summer, and she's like, "Don't turn the fan on; it'll start a fire." <laughs> and we're putting baby powder on ourselves to cool us off. No, this will cool you off at night, and put a fan in the. All that journey, what I have now, I, I got three kids in in private school. We've we've traveled every continent. Life is good. There you yeah. go. Life is good. That's sweet. Sorry, we never came out here. <laughs> Damn you. <laughs> Jim Brewer, who is just absolutely amazing at the residency at the Paramount Theater in Huntington, New York. Is there a website that you have? It's got the dates up there, too. Yeah, I, did, I, I guess here. officialjimbrewer.com. Okay, mm. officialjimbrewer.com. You'll see it. Yeah, you'll find it. You'll find it. People go find it. Media. Uh, all the shows are different. It's stand-up. Storytelling, like uh, you know, if I want to tell a story like this, and and I have sets for each one, and oh, there's cool. gonna, be, it's not just a comedy show. It's stand up, then it's gonna be storytelling set. There's screens on the side with sketches and characters, and then the end, I do a rock improv thing. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's gonna be cool. That's just perfect for you. I yeah, mean, it's you gonna can be every sweet. bit of you out there exactly. in this show. Yeah. All right. Well, we are running out of time, unfortunately. So, that was great, uh, man. Jim, Congrats. Yeah. Uh, I had fun. Whatever Thanks. your journey is, good. You know, enjoy it. I'm enjoying the hell out of it. I can tell. It says it all <laughs> in your, in your face. All right. You got a, a, a stack of ones in his <laughs> bag and. That journey, we know exactly where it's going. <laughs> Tell me which way you're going to run. <laughs> I just want to know so I don't run over you. <laughs> we get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.